Just because you own your own business doesn't mean you need to do everything yourself. As a matter of fact, you can grow further and faster if you assemble the right dream team. That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeck, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And these days, we're all struggling with the idea of finding qualified people and working with them when they're not next to us or across the hall. But today, we're going to talk about how you build that dream team and manage that team of remote workers. And I turned to Stacy Tushel to be our guest today because she is an expert in growing small businesses and has so much that she can offer. Little bit you should know about her. She started her first business at the age of 18 in her parents' backyard and turned that company into a multi million dollar business, which she still runs today. That's the Academy of Performing Arts. But in addition, she's a small business growth coach, a best selling author, and the founder of the Foot Traffic Formula, helping small businesses around the world get more customers in the door, more profit in their pocket, and more happiness in their homes. She is also the host of the Foot Traffic Podcast and has now had more than a million downloads. And she's frequently among the top 30 of all marketing podcasts on iTunes. So when you're done listening to today's episode, you definitely want to hop over and listen to Stacy. But for now, let's listen to Stacy here. Hey, Stacy, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I have really been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously, there's so many things you can talk about, but the topic that really captured my attention was this idea of how do you build a dream team in today's market? How do you build that dream team remotely? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think first you want to ask yourself, like, why build a dream team, right? Like, why build, why make this more complicated? Because a lot of people think that, oh, I don't want to build a team. It's, It's so much easier when it's just me. But the reality is, if it's just you, then you are wearing all of the hats. Mm -hmm. You have to do everything. If you aren't in the business, working in the business, it's probably not making money, right? And that's where the power of a team comes into play. So I started as a solo entrepreneur, as most of us do. And today I have probably between, I would say, 50 to 60 people, employees, um, that work for me in both of my businesses. And I will tell you that it's less complicated now, or I should say I have way more freedom now than I've ever had before. Because when you build the dream team, the right way with the right people, and you actually put in accountability and follow up into that system, you will get yourself back the time that you've been waiting for, right? You can actually have dinner with your family and take off on the weekends and, and, and work more of a nine to five feel. It's funny because we start entrepreneurship, so we don't work nine to five, but we work way longer than nine to five typically, right? So that's one of my things. I always tell people, you, you can't compete with me if you're a solopreneur when I have 50 some people working on my business. Like there's just no way you could ever put in the amount of hours we're putting in. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because when I started my business, I had come out of this very large corporate organization. I had a really big team. And when I started Roundpeg, I did not want people. I didn't want that responsibility. But what I found was that, as you said, 
you were doing everything. And I was spending as much time on non-important but non-value-added tasks. I was Mm -hmm. doing bookkeeping and little follow-up, and I didn't have enough time for the things I really wanted to do in the business or any time for anything personal. Yeah. Well, and there's tedious things like social media where, you know, you have to be posting daily and and showing up and engaging and all of this. And if you do what you should be doing on social media, there doesn't leave a lot of room for anything else. And we both know that social media alone is not going to pay our bills. So social media is one place we drive traffic, right? We try to build our brand awareness. But if we're not filling that funnel, we're not filling um, that pipeline to get sales and leads and have that back end, if we don't set that up, we're going to have big problems. So that's where you start to ask yourself, what can I take off my plate? What is something that somebody else could do? And that's when I start to realize, oh, wow, there's a position over here that looks like this, right? It's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely. It's not just the non-value add things. It's also things I'm not as good at. Mm -hmm. I'm not as good a designer as my graphic designer, Talia. And I'm not as good on some of the social media platforms as as my team members who specialize in that. And so, you know, it's, it's also a matter of kind of coming back around to that idea of a dream team of assembling a cast of characters who are actually better at everything than you are. Yeah. And here's the thing. You might be just as good as Talia, but it takes you twice as long, Mm -hmm. right? Or, or maybe you might be better than her, but you haven't been doing it at all. So you've just been slacking (laughs) and letting somebody come in who maybe is not at your level, but is going to give it their all, their output is going to be so much better than you giving it half of your time, right? Being not focused fully on whatever that task is. Absolutely. Okay. So you got me convinced. Hopefully you've gotten my listeners convinced that they need that dream team. Now what? So understand that it takes, it's one person at a time. People always say like, well, where do I go from here? Where do I start? Who do I hire? Okay. So I would start to assess what is it on your plate right now? Look at your calendar, go back and look at last week. What did you love about your calendar? What did you not love about your calendar? Um, If you're looking at this week, what's lighting you up? What are you excited for? And what are you dreading, right? These are questions for you to start to go, oh, wow, I've been trying to make this Instagram post for three hours. (laughs) Nothing's coming out. (laughs) I'm starting to dread tomorrow's post, right? So it's going to be different for every one of us because maybe, you know, uh, maybe Lorraine, maybe you love writing and, and that's going to be something you keep on your plate. Uh, one of my clients, she's phenomenal at Facebook ads and loves it. Okay, great. Then she can keep that. But for all of us, there's going to be different sweet spots and there's going to be different weaknesses that we need to start to get off our plate. So I always say, assess what's been going on. Look at last week, look at what's coming up, start to make that list and then start to see Like, do you have, you've got a brain dump of the things you don't like. When you look at that brain dump, is there anything that can start to form a position? When you look at it, does it look like a graphic designer is going to solve some of those problems, right? Maybe you've got to create some workbooks or um, some like slides. Like maybe there's things that you can see, wow, I'm going to need a part-time graphic designer or wow, we're definitely going to need to get social media off of my plate soon, right? So all of a sudden you start to realize, I think I need a personal assistant. I think I need a director of marketing, right? You'll start to see that. 
And then what you'll do is you just hire that one person. When you hear me say that I have 50 to 60 employees, I didn't hire them all at one time, right? I hired them one at a time. And that's what you'll want to do. You'll start stripping things off of your plate. But then here's the key. When you remove those things off your plate to somebody else, you actually have to fulfill that time with things that are going to move the needle in your business. Mm -hmm. So if you get rid of social media and give it to somebody else, but you aren't really focusing on anything that's going to help you fill that pipeline like we talked about, then you're not going to see a return on your investment, right? And we don't want that. So you've got to really ask yourself, well, if I took this off my plate, what would I be adding onto it? Or, or maybe you've been so overworked, you're not adding anything, but you're going to use all that energy to really pour into your top priorities. Imagine the level of your productivity and the output that you are finally giving out um, because of just how refreshed you are working, maybe 50 hours and not 80 hours, right? Um, there are some things that come with it for sure. So that's where I would say kind of head next is that's who you, you would look at hiring. Absolutely. So I've hired a couple of people before I double my staff or triple my staff. Is there a good maybe process check, something to confirm that I've got the right people before yeah. I keep adding? Yeah, great question. So you want to make sure that with every hire, it's justified. You can look at them and say, your salary, you're covering it, right? Like you're, you're bringing that revenue back into the business. So you don't just want to hire a social media manager to give you three Instagram posts and two Facebook posts. And no, you want them to help you, like I said, drive traffic to whatever products, programs, and services you have. So when you hire somebody to help you in a certain department, you want to be able to justify that it's actually helping your bottom line, right? Because if it's not, you have to question, does this even need to be getting done, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're doing things because we've always done them and we think we need to keep doing it. And then you realize, wow, I haven't done that thing in six weeks and nothing has changed, right? <laughs> That's the part where it gets a little scary. And as we, you know, are in the middle of COVID, I think some of us have noticed that, wow, we haven't mm -hmm. had that program, that one product or that one service and we're doing just fine, right? So you've really got to start to assess. So one person at a time and, and make sure that that person is bringing back that revenue so you can take that additional investment and then bring on somebody else, right? Um, I, I really do love a small and like a lean team. And I know it sounds crazy because you're like, but you have way too many. <laughs> However, I have um, two performing arts academies and then I have my online business, right? So please know that we are lean in the sense of we're making sure everybody is being justified, right? We're not just hiring somebody to hire them. We're hiring them because the demand is there and they're actually helping us with our bottom line. Awesome. Yeah. Stacy. this is really great advice. You have, in a very lean way, um, outlined, I think, some great tips for people who are thinking about maybe adding to their organization and building that team. This was fabulous. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. I am going to encourage everyone to check out the Foot Traffic Podcast and your Foot Traffic Formula website. There'll be links in the show notes. Thanks again for dropping by. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to discover more resources for small business owners, be sure to drop by the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com and look for more than a few words.